0: Welcome to the All Things Performance Podcast, where our goal is to stay hungry, to get better, and to move the meter. My name is Josiah Igano, and whether you're looking to improve physically, to get fed spiritually, or to challenge yourself mentally, we're d- 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 digging deep to find those gems, and we're going to find them. Let's go. Let's 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 go. Today's conversation is with a great friend, Roy Silver. Roy Silver has been in professional athletics for the lion's share portion of his adult life. Uh, He has served in the past with the St. Louis Cardinals. He's worked in that organization for almost 20 years, more recently with the Texas Rangers for over a decade. Uh, He's been in varying roles. He's been a, a manager. He's been a coach. He's been in peak performance on the sports psychology end of things. He's been a special assistant working both with major league and minor league staffs. Roy has been a part of the construction and the reconstruction of several careers, uh, which include Chris Coglin, Placido Polanco, Josh Hamilton, Matt Bush, Gavin Floyd, and a number of others. Uh, this conversation is awesome. We are actually at a restaurant, an undisclosed location, and it's live. It's real. And whether you're looking for information to jumpstart your career, you know, a, a quick slap in the face, you know what I'm saying, just to wake up. Or you're just looking for a healthy reminder to, you know, ensure that you're on the right path. This conversation is for you, and so without further ado, we jump right into today's conversation. So, so today's podcast is going to be with uh, my good friend Roy Silver. Roy, how are you today, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, man. It's good to be here. So, in full disclosure, we are at an undisclosed restaurant, uh, so you may hear clinging of uh, uh, coffee mugs. <laughs> You might hear some random country music playing in the background. <laughs> you might hear somebody slurping on some coffee. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to figure out what we're going to call this thing. Breaking bread. You know, another episode of breaking bread. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, no, I definitely uh, am honored to have you on here uh, today, Roy. We are um, obviously uh, former co-workers, um, good friends, and um, you're somebody that I have gleaned from, a mentor, somebody who's shown me the ropes in terms of professional sports um, in many regards. And so I wanted just to talk about, you know, faith. I want to talk about family, um, you know, being a professional and I guess, you know, before we start, man, um, a a lot of people, a lot of people, um, young professionals, young men, young women, they want to get into this industry, the professional sports right Uh, they want to be executives they want to be general managers big league hitting coaches what is some advice man that you would give people right out of the gate today you know uh, who have these type of high aspirations as it relates to not only their profession but you know future families and things like that
1: I mean just being humble in the sense of open to new information Uh, never and I think anyone would tell you in any profession never walk in the door acting like you know it all, or that you have all the answers. Just being open, at the same time, being very confident in who you are as a person, being true to yourself. Yeah, I think I, I think when you're confident and you're true to yourself, that's gonna come across um, not as intimidating, but um, there this guy seems to be sure in what's coming out of his mouth. For example, so many older men uh, in my age that have been asked to leave these professions, uh, and I can speak for the baseball profession, um, played the so-called game, you know, uh, maybe didn't want to stir the pot. Uh, I've had my moments of one-on-one time with the people that I work for that I serve, and I've been very honest with them and looked them Mm -hmm. in the eye and said, listen, these are things that we have to address or we're going to be in big trouble. So my point is that, you know, I'm always listening, I'm always learning, mm-hmm. but when the truth has to be told, I'm not afraid to, to share it. And I think that's the basis for faith. Faith in yourself, but
0: obviously faith in God. Right, so you said faith, and you, you, know, you, you, you used the word humble earlier. I mean, when you want to be in professional sports, there's a, there's a level of just cutthroat that you have to deal with. And so, what do you tell somebody who's just coming in? Like, what's the line, right? What's that? What's that line? Um, and then conversely, on the other end, with veterans, you know, seasoned professionals, people who've been in the game for a long time, who might see things like technology, who might see things like a new way of doing things, quote unquote. At what point do they speak up, right? What's the fine line that you have to uh, to walk in terms of being confident? Speaking when you need to speak, and being quiet when you need to be quiet. Truth is truth,
1: and philosophies and uh, different sorts of thoughts are just that. They're philosophies and thoughts, but the truth will always be the truth. Mm -hmm. And even if you bring electronics into the world, which we have computer devices on our fingertips, I mean, you no longer have to go to a library, which is a shame because I love libraries. Yes. I love the feel of a page on my fingertips, yep. but I don't have to go to the library and it's it hurts me, but I don't have to go because mm-hmm. I tap my screen and I can find whatever information I'm doing, if I'm doing research, if I'm asking for a different opinion. So the, the fine line for me is what is the truth? What is mm-hmm. the raw fundamental truth of mathematics? It's mm-hmm. one plus one equals two. That's never going to change. And I used to use that as an example in my private hitting lessons. Mm-hmm. I would I would get a young kid that was maybe eight, nine, ten years old, and I'd say, Hey Jimmy, one plus one is three. No, it's not, Coach Roy. Yeah, it is. One plus one is three. Mm-hmm. And I could get him to a point within the next two or three minutes to tell me that one plus one equaled three. And he would say, One plus one, okay, it equals three, Coach Roy. Prove it. Well, I can't, I don't know. I know you can't, because it's not three, it's two. But you let me mm-hmm. make you say something right that you didn't believe in. Right. I said, that's truth, Jimmy. One plus one is two. I have one finger, one finger that's two. That is it. And until you can reduce everything you do on this earth to that simple truth you're gonna have issues, you're gonna have gray areas, you're gonna have arguments, and that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. Because we have removed our thermometer from the discussion of, hey Josiah, what's the temperature in this restaurant? And you say it's 71. I say, no it's not, it's 69. It feels a little chilly, 68. You know, it feels cool. Mm -hmm. You're like, no, it's 71. We can argue till the cows come home until somebody whips out that thermometer to prove our final, the the final discussion. So what does the thermometer represent? And what I'm telling you, it represents God. So when you remove God from what is right and wrong, every black and white issue turns into gray. And so we have so many different variants or or varieties of gray. And it all depends on who's feeling what at that moment. And then the guys with fancy words, people Mm -hmm. with really funny jokes, stand on top because they're they're getting attention for their comedy they're really they're really witty mm-hmm. and people like that and i and i enjoy a funny man or a funny lady i do um but at the same time you have to stand firm in the truth and if you don't know the truth then be quiet and learn it mm-hmm.
0: that's powerful that's powerful And you know, i've always i've always believed that the truth is greater than facts right some people say wait. How is that possible? Well, the truth of the matter is that you are a valuable person, you are necessary, you have a purpose, right? The facts of the matter are that, you know what? Today I might have gone 0 for 4 or 0 for 3. That's a fact for today. That might change tomorrow, right? Tomorrow I might get called up to the big leagues. Tomorrow, you know, I might get some news that, you know, is gonna change my life for the better, right? Facts change, but the truth does not change so i I love what you said there so how about individuals who are you know looking to be in professional sports right they have these aspirations oh i want to go do this i want to be a hall of famer i can't even tell you how many you know um players have said that right or coaches who um want to make great impact but with those statements come a responsibility there's so much that you have to do to become the best of the best of the best and so I would love for you to put some meat on the bone in terms of this is what to expect man like these are the sacrifices that you're about to make in terms of birthdays and anniversaries and being away from your your, your family and your wife and you know that's meat on the bone as far as the reality of be wanting to become a, a professional in sports
1: if, if, if you want to be the best then you have to absolutely believe that you are the best and there's a lot of athletes that you and I have worked with that they don't want to hear Uh, That they may not make it they don't want to hear that hey even though you're a professional baseball player if things don't work out You're still gonna be a a child of God. You're still gonna do good things on this earth. You're still gonna be okay Some people have to go into this thing called sports with the mindset. It's 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 this or nothing Mm -hmm. It's like a war type thing. It's me and him and I'm gonna win (laughs) He's gonna die Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a battle scene um, some people have to have that, but uh, other people have that bigger picture in mind mm-hmm. where, you know, I'm gonna play hard while I'm here at the, at the ballpark for, for for six to eight hours, get ready to play the game, play the game, then do my post-game stuff. Um, the mindset that, you know, I'm, but I'm gonna leave it in my locker. Mm-hmm. And when I walk out, I'm a child of God. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm whatever I am. But they, they can compartmentalize that. There's two different types of people, but at the end of the day, and I had this discussion with a young man who came into my batting cage years ago with his dad would always listen to what Coach Roy had to say. So, uh, at one point, this kid had gotten cut from his high school team for three straight years. Mm-hmm. Going into his senior year, God bless him, he's still trying. Oh, man. And uh, at, the reality was that this kid didn't have a great arm. He was a, a little bit slow-footed. He had a pretty good bat, but it wasn't enough to compete against the competition. And I loved his spirit, and we had a great relationship. He is now almost, uh, uh, he's he's, he's a pharmacist. Oh, wow. So this is 10 years later, but Mm -hmm. he was very, very smart. And I always wanted him to use baseball as a way to teach him work ethic, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't going to make his money playing baseball. Right. So being realistic, For anybody out there that wants to be the best Mm -hmm. there are very few people that are the best yeah and I so I the analogy I had for him was hey Shaquille O'Neal you'll never ever be able to play center for the LA Lakers I told the kid that Mm -hmm. and it's and 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 um this was when obviously when Shaquille was Shaq was still playing right and the father stands up and goes then I've known this dad for three or four years. You can't tell my son oh that. Oh my gosh! I said, "Oh yes, I, I can." I, I just did. Yeah, I just did, it and, I, and I and I promise you, you know, Mr. Smith, with you being five foot seven and your son about the same height as you, as I am, I'm, you know, I'm, we're all in the same height range here. None of us is gonna play center. It, it'll never happen. So there's a there's a reality right and I once was told you know I can't coach seven feet I got to go recruit seven feet I got to go scout seven feet I got I I can't coach 95 miles an hour yeah I gotta go out and find it yeah there are things that God Mm -hmm. has given us and if you're an atheist something that's been handed down from one of your ancestors whether it's good size good speed I respect whatever you give that credit to but in baseball the three things we cannot teach we go out and we pay for that's raw running speed raw arm strength Uh-oh. and raw power hey this is
0: another podcast waiting to happen right here man but and we'll, <laughs> and we'll stop that right
1: there but the analytics are what they are
0: yeah and, good, man. And,
1: the, and the temperature in his room is what it is yeah and the lord is who he says he is yes and we like you said facts do change maybe i can make my the fact that i'm a good hitter maybe i can make it look better next year with better facts. Right. My batting average went up, my batting average went down, and those are, those are strong points that you made. And so again, this kid was never going to be Shaquille, and then dad exploded on me and said, you can't tell my son that he can't be something that he wants to be. I don't care how bad he wants to be Shaq, it ain't going to happen. Now, if he wants to be Seth Curry and shoot threes from 50 feet away, yeah. he's got a chance. But he ain't going to be he, center either. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. But you know what? If the kid can hit three-pointers at a 65% rate, yeah. he, may, he may play the last two minutes of the ball game yeah. and just, po- just hit that spot. Throw that, throw that ball to that yeah. little white guy over
0: there in the corner. He ain't going to miss from there. Man, this is good, man. So I want, I want you to talk about uh, balance, right? Um, I want you to talk about balance as a professional. Um, does it exist is it is it a reality Um, and how do the successful ones make it and what are some common pitfalls that people find in terms of balancing their home life their career uh, marriages time with children so that everyone doesn't go crazy there are great players
1: that have had no balance and then when you meet them in real life it's a letdown yeah I don't want to get specific but I've met so many men that I loved that were major league baseball players that are in the Hall of Fame and then I, I've met them years later and it's a sad existence because they didn't have balance. Mm. It was all about baseball. It was all about them. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, it still is. Yeah. And even though they're 50, 60, 70 years old, they haven't been able to get out of their own way. <coughs> I, I lose flavor or respect for that situation. But then there's the other men yeah. that have accomplished the same things on the field and you meet them And they're humble. Mm -hmm. And they're open to what you do for a living. They actually care about what you do. They don't sit there and talk about themselves. They have a wife. They have grown kids. Their kids have followed in their footsteps, not not on the baseball field, but into college classrooms, Mm -hmm. and have studied and have done great things. And they're as proud of those kids as anybody else that might be a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. They didn't put all of their uh, eggs in that one basket. Because people that make it big, <clears throat> they realize that the rest of the world isn't like them and they respect it. That's powerful. You know, I, I mean I, I think Shaq could I mean I don't know Shaq personally, but he's seven feet tall. And mm-hmm. He knows <laughs> most people aren't in my position. And I and I think there's this humility that comes through him even when I hear him speak on the air, mm-hmm. that, that that shines through. Like right. he appreciates his time and I and, and and he has feelings and that's hard to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: and as you well know people that have great success and have made a lot of money it's hard to maintain that real that balance yeah Bro, I got I'm, I'm still a human being I gotta keep my feet on the ground and I think humility comes through the Lord mm-hmm. real humility comes through mm-hmm. the Lord I'm not saying that there's people out there that don't know the Lord that aren't humble, because there are. Mm-hmm. But I think
0: that's huge. For me, that's really huge. Right, that's great, man. I love that. You know, throughout our conversation this morning, I've heard the word hum- humility and humble um, many times, and I know that that's a big part of your life. And you know, as we get ready to wrap up before we start breaking some bread here, um, my my next question to you revolves around this. Legacy Um, Not only legacy, but the trend What do do you see as a trend right now in professional sports? And what is something that Individuals, colleagues of yours who are in professional sports right now can do To leave a legacy, right? Um, I would love for you... I know it's an open-ended question I know it's a loaded question uh, but in terms of leaving a legacy for those who are coming up in the game and coupling that with where professional sports is headed, what are some things that you would speak to in regards to those areas? If I can use baseball as the example or the analogy
1: for the bigger picture, absolutely. it's no matter what, we, what kind of analytic, what kind of, uh, devices we bring onto the field, which are mostly good, but they bring so much pollution to a clear picture. We they cloud the waters because more and more information just makes life tougher to manage through. Yeah. And if you're if you don't have a simple life mentally and emotionally and spiritually, your life is probably a mess right now. There's a lot of cloudiness. The water is not clear. It's murky and and, and, and if I can use baseball as that example, it's like strike one when a pitcher's on the mound, mm-hmm. and when he throws strike one before he throws ball one, and he, and he does that at a sixty-eight or a sixty-nine or a seventy percent chance, that is the best pitch in baseball. That will always be the best pitch in baseball. There's so knowing again back to. Um, the modern movement and what mm-hmm. we're doing with these cell phones and things you got to bring your life back too in the beginning mm-hmm. god created the heavens and the earth do i really believe that or not and for a for a baseball hitter i mean we're striking out and and you in our, in our in our profession we're striking out at an alarming rate currently right now right now as we speak we're striking out 15, 16, 17, 18 times out of 27 outs 9 innings times 3 we're giving the other team nothing to do we're just swinging the bat and walking back to the dugout at an alarming rate and the position is called hitter Mm -hmm. and we've gotten so far away from hitting all we talk about is swinging Mm. So we're, we, we be, there's these swing doctors that are all over the internet, and they talk about the swing, the swing. Take your A swing. We, we joke, take your A swing in case the ball <laughs> hits the bat, you know? That's great, man. Take your A swing. Uh, strikeouts don't matter, yeah. but they do. Yeah. And uh, the numbers are, are coming back around. Yep. The thermometer is going to speak, because strike one is the best pitch in baseball. And striking the ball with the bat is what fans pay to see. Right. They do not like swing and misses. The home run is very sexy, but you can't hit a home run without contact. And so we were making less and less contact, making for a more boring game. Baseball was scrambling. They're starting to check uh, pitchers' hats and gloves as they walk <laughs> up the field. One guy had just given up a two or three run jack. And he's pissed off. He throws his glove at the umpire and the hat and he takes his belt and pulls his pants down. Oh, and I'm laughing like, yeah. this guy just got <laughs> rocked. <laughs> Even if he had some substance, let him go, man. Let him take a oh, shower. Man. Have some feel. Yeah. And uh, truth is truth. Yeah. And, and, and balance is balance. And, and we need to stay true yeah, to man. what made, like, in, in baseball, what made baseball
0: great, mm-hmm. what
1: made America great.
0: And we've lost sight of both situations that's powerful man yeah. well I, I appreciate your time this morning and the last question that i had for you it's not even a question it's a charge right you have a room full of the world's brightest and best and you can share with them anything that you want and they've come to hear you speak what do you tell them what do you tell what do you tell these young let's just use our domain of professionals uh, athletics we can use professional athletes professional coaches executives and you have the room you have their attention what do you tell them at this point in human history what is the thing that's on your head and heart as a charge to not only inspire but to challenge them going forward what's the difference between shit and poop
1: (laughs) The, the answer is nothing they're both the same Somebody woke up one day and decided that shit was a curse and poop was cute so when you change your little di- your diapers at home your poopy diapers and it's so cute when you say that yeah what's wrong with saying shit and, 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 and I use that word to wake people up out of the yeah. sleep if they're sleeping through this interview <laughs> or in that room to grab the attention I think I think the heart is what dictates whether that word is a curse or not. And um, I enjoy people and I enjoy the culture. I enjoy the different forms of language, but I don't understand the difference between those two words and how somebody woke up one day and made it. They're both the same word, they both mean the same thing to me. Um, and there are times when I think I'm angry, and I do use that word in a way where it's not appropriate but that's okay and so while we're arguing on earth about politics and sports and what direction to take this and that and husbands and wives are attacking each other all that is is a distraction from what the actual truth is and i'm not an atheist i respect atheists but i believe that that the god that i grew up looking at studying sometimes doubting sometimes running away from him is real and i tell my family right now rise above all these arguments these earthly discussions rise Mm -hmm. above and look at the lord at least consider him even if you don't know him Mm -hmm. don't go to don't run to a big church and Mm -hmm. expect the answer there you're going to get some good music you're going to get some light shows, you're going to get, <laughs> you know, some smoke, some smoke, and, some smoke yeah, machines going and, off. And that pastor may come and deliver the most powerful message you've ever heard, yeah. but do not <laughs> rely on that. Get into a personal relationship with the Lord, the creator of all things. Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? And start to study the word study proverbs just look at proverbs mm-hmm. for now and don't and keep it simple mm-hmm. k-i-s-s keep it simple stupid yeah because that's the key rise above all the stuff that's going on the distractions there's good people in there arguing back mm-hmm. and forth but rise above and just ask, ask the lord for his peace that's it amen
0: Are we ready to break bread? Let's (laughs) Let's break this bread, man. Roy, appreciate your time, man. Thank you again, man. You're welcome. All right.